Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Well, today I have a special treat for you, special, special treat. This is one of my live events from, I don't know, early 2000. It was entitled Michael Savage Uncensored. It was at the San Francisco Chronicle Pavilion. There were 7,000 people there. It was my last large live event. Now, this show was a beautiful, beautiful show. In the opening act, I came on the stage in a red 1965 Cadillac. It was beautiful. There was a homeless man that we hired. He was actually an actor to make believe he was a homeless man who stopped the car. I had a traffic light. It's great material. And all you need to do is settle back and listen. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, the president of the Savage States of America. news they say they report and you decide I say I decide and you report oh geez we got a homeless guy now oh man what are you doing here man I got a red light I gotta get to work we'll work for oil what is this oh god hey come on mr. bum come on 
It's San Francisco. Look at this. He's more sacred than a sacred cow. I may as well just shut the lights and sit here till this homeless person decides to be unsacred. Why don't you sit down and let's look at the news together, okay? Let's see this garbage today from the morning. The old York Times. There it is. Oh, Pinchy Salzberger, the old York Times. Saturday, May 15th, 2004. Oh, look at that. A sacred shrine in Iraq. And there's an evil American soldier in the sacred shrine. Oh my goodness. Let's see what old Pinchy has to say. These are people who crap on our churches. These I'm the newspaper people. They have absolutely no respect for our sacred shrines. To me, to me, where we were hit on 911, that's a sacred shrine. And yet I pick up the paper this morning and look at this. Look what it says, firefights near Shiite shrines. I guess there's an extra I in that reference to the shrines. An American soldier guarded a mosque yesterday in Karbala, Iraq, as troops parried with insurgents. Now wait, this gets better. Three Muslim saints are pictured above the door. Now they've never shown a Christian saint. I live in San Francisco. Do they know about St. Peter? They know about St. Paul? They, they spit on them, but they're teaching you about three Muslim saints. I'm not surprised. I'm just not surprised. Well, here's another article on the right side. Is the, Mr. Homeless, are you ready to go yet? No, okay. I may as well sit in traffic and share the news with my friends. Commander Barr's coercive tactics in interrogation. New guidelines disclosed the day after Rumsfeld's visit to Baghdad. They're gonna to have to be given uh, uh, doggy bags, they're gonna to have to be given uh, some other kind of bags, they're gonna be given water, they're gonna be given uh, all sorts of things. Okay, well we don't wanna do our right. How about the leash girl? Let's hear it for Lori England, the leash chick, yeah! The Appalese chick, I wanna hear it for the Appalese chick! I mean, come on, man, she had a good time over there in Iraq. Everything that she was doing, they're acting like they're shocked, Senator Feinstein, oh God, I've never seen anything like it. Multiple partners in sex? I guess, when you, I guess when you do it in uniform, and it's a real uniform, and it's really for protecting America, that's what makes it dirty. <laughs> uh, let's see, harsh CIA methods cited in top Al-Qaeda interrogations. T these are tough interrogations? My father put me through tougher interrogations when I came out when I was 16. My mother would sit there with the bread knife, and she'd say, where were you? I was out. Who are we out with? Friends. Where were you? And the knife's moving. I don't want to mention the panties. It's a mixed crowd. What harsh? What so? Are you ready to go yet, sir? The red light. I still got to do the news. Let's see what else we got here. Well, we may as well get out in this traffic here and do the news together. 
I need a drink. Let's uh, screw the setup. Just bring me a bring me a cup of coffee. Give them a drink. They're drinking and I'm not. What the hell do you think? I'm crazy. Hey, here's another one. Uh, this is a very, very uh, fair and balanced newspaper. The San Jose Jerk Your Knee News. Fighting nears sacred sites. Have they ever referred to a church in the San Jose area as sacred on the front page in your lifetime? No. No, no, that's not sacred. Uh, let's see, what else? An Iraqi man runs for cover Friday in, a, in front of the shrine of Imam Hussein in Karbala. In this country, there are no Christian saints, there are no Jewish saints, there's nothing. Nothing sacred, no sacred soil. But over there, we got to learn the ABCs of their sacred saints. Yeah. An Iraqi man runs for cover Friday in that, in that sacred shrine as militia fighters, fighters, we call them murderers, head cutters, terrorists, loyal to, now, radical Shiite cleric. Where the hell they get the word cleric? Now, here's the best punchline. This was, this really took a lot to do. Friday prayers were canceled at the shrine because of the threat of fighting. Oh, God, oh, God, please forgive me. Kiss my, still on the floor, sacred homeless in San Francisco. Well, I'm stuck here in traffic. I may as well have a cup of coffee. I need an assistant over here to bring me the rest of the newspapers. I can't reach in. There's a primary rule in theater. Never turn your ass to a crowd. So I can't turn. I need someone to creep over here and give me a, a paper or come throw it at me, whatever. It's a nice crowd for a small auditorium. Thank you, Professor. He's, he's having a good time over there. You know why I love this Cadillac? Because when this Cadillac was made, you know what I'm gonna say, don't you? The chrome was thick! And the women were? All right, this is a savage crowd. The chrome was thick and the women were straight. Same newspaper, I've seen it. Here, you can, you can uh, sell this, uh, homeless sir. Thank you. See if you can come. Mm -hmm -hmm. Oakland Tribune, Jerry Brown's hometown newspaper. Oh, this gets even better. Tanks blast into Al Sadr's lair. Suddenly a new vocabulary. I like this something to that. Tanks blast into Al Sadr's lair. Uh, Shiite Medai Army Militiamen. I, I left my glasses home. Shiite Medai Army Militiamen. I don't know, I was dyslectic in school. I skip eyes and... Attack on Najaf. All right, let's have a little uh, fun here. I want to ask the audience a question or two. How many people in this audience are Democrats? <laughs> no, it's okay if you're here. You'll be pumped. No. <laughs> Remember, we're the conservatives. We don't kill innocent people. <laughs> we'll be back with more in just a minute. Michael Savage, a host like no other.
You're listening to a special replay from a Major League Live Savage performance. In fact, the last major live performance I ever did with 7,000 paid fans. Let's get back to this live show. I have a question for you. Does each and every one of you have a little American flag? Can I see that flag? Oh, oh, that's good. Now that is flag waving. Do you know what this looks like to a Democrat? They think they're at a Nazi bun meeting. If a Democrat was on this stage or they ever saw a video of this in the Senate and they saw America, wave the flags, wave the flag. Oh God, a crowd of Americans waving American flags. There's something wrong with this picture. It's a bun meeting. Oh, you know, my son, Russ, he is the greatest. He started the Paul Revere Society. I want you to know that. When he was a young kid, he and my wife started that with us. We did a little family thing. And Russ ran for office in Marin County as a Republican. He was a younger guy five years ago. All he did was want to run for office as a Republican. The people said things to him that he'd never heard in his life. Nazi, die, all because he had an R next to his name. I said, Russ, get out of politics, get into business, make your fortune, and then go back into politics because it's a dirty game. Well, he left politics and he built a great business called Rockstar, and I hope, you know. And I never want to see him in politics, it's a dirty game, but McClintock, is a great man. This man should have been governor. He should have been governor. I'm feeling better because I can feel that my legs are staggering now from the coffee. There's sufficient stagger in the legs for me to feel that I can read the paper. He's not ready to leave here. Graduating in the red. Cal students above attend the 2004 commencement at the Greek Theater. I like that. I always wondered what it meant by the Greek Theater, but now living in San Francisco, I know what that means at UC Berkeley on Thursday. Graduates here face a loan debt average of $16,354. Uh, Cal Junior Teresa's own and $15,000. Why do I give a damn? She went to college. Let it pay for it. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a minority. Sorry. I'm sorry, she had to borrow, I didn't. I came from poor white people. My father had a heart attack in an oxygen tent. No one paid for my, no one put me in a newspaper with hearts and flowers. If you can't afford it, go to work. These poor kids are gonna come out, look for a job. They're really fit for a job after four years at Cal, well, eight years at Cal to get a bachelor's degree, sorry. It's four years of learning and four years of drug, sex, and rock and roll. And of course, multi-sexual uh, learning techniques. Little Relief Society number show, US limits questioning techniques. I think A&G did that already. You're not allowed to ask him stuff without, I think the interrogator now has to wear panties. The American Marines have to wear panties in order to interrogate the sacred Iraqis. That's what the new rules are. How are we gonna win this war? As I said on the show a thousand times, if I've said it once, if the enemy is willing to die for his cause, and we're not even willing to kill for our cause, they're gonna win, man! The whole war is upside down, and that's why I say, if we're there, then let's win, or let's get the hell out of there.
is one more American life, truthfully, I searched my mind. You know, I, I was tentative about George Bush. I'm going to vote for him because Kerry, to me, represents a very dangerous move back beyond Clinton, back to Jimmy Carter. I mean, if you listen to my show, he's got all the party policies of Jimmy Carter. We don't need another Jimmy Carter. I think it would be a disaster. George Bush is too liberal for me, but it's better than what we got. And I don't want to go back to diversity training every day from the White House. Now, having said that, though, why is Bush not winning this war? Roosevelt! All right, let's ask that question. I don't mind that. See, I got to sit here at a traffic light. This is the America I'm in. Not ready yet, sir? No. Sacred San Francisco. How many people in this audience, I want to do a poll, a very scientific poll. It's as good as the ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, KGB, CIA, LSMFT, Philip Morris poll. I would like to know by my poll from you, how many of you, and I'm very serious, this is just a random sample of the audience. What an audience, this is, this is great. How many of you, and we're gonna do it this way, how many of you want to see Rumsfeld I'm going to say stay or go. Okay, so the first one will be stay. Keep his job. How many people want to see Rumsfeld thrown out on his ass? No. How many people think Rumsfeld should stay? That's it. That's it. I am so lucky you did that because looking up at that berm there, uh, that grassy knoll, and looking up there in the dark at the school depository uh, over there, and I know Mr. Magruder is in the audience, uh, I'm so glad that you voted to keep Rumsfeld, because I can see those laser beams pointed at me from the berm. <laughs> the first thing I saw, can I tell you about today, what happened today on the way to this theater? You won't believe it. You know, I'm a very spiritual man, and I believe in signs. And I really mean that. I'm staying in a house with a friend right on the water on San Francisco Bay. That's why I talk about uh, birds and stuff like that. So this morning I wake up, da, 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 I look out, there's a boat 100 feet from the house, and there's 20 people on it. And I say to myself, they're fishing for salmon. The salmon are running. I know they're coming through the gate. How many of you go fishing? Nobody. Uh, oh, good. All right, so the salmon are coming in, da 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 you may as well catch them, eat them because they're gonna swim up the river, they're gonna shoot the thing and die anyway, so get them, you know? That's a strange thing. I always thought about salmon. What the hell is that all about? Why do they swim up a stream, kill themselves, jumping up dams? You can do it, Johnny, come with me. Johnny, you can make it, baby. You can spawn up there, Johnny. I can't make it, Bill. Bill, I can't jump that final ladder. Come on, Johnny. John, and, and Johnny gets up there, shoots his load, and he's dead. What the hell is that? I don't understand it. I just don't understand what nature, nature's incredible. So I like nature because everything's so weird. So I look out the window, and I'm talking from here to the end of this row of seats, 100 feet. There's a boat, there's 20 people on it. I figure they're salmon fishing. There's salmon fishing, but there's like a guy in a black thing with a white neck cleric. They're not fishing. I get out the binoculars and go, gee, 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 They're throwing ashes off this, off my house. I said, I said, where's BCDC when I need them, man? Where is the Coast Guard? They're not allowed to dump ashes off my house. 
What are they doing throwing ashes off my house? And why are they throwing ashes off my house? Do you care that they threw ashes off my house? You shouldn't. It was a bad omen. That was the point. It was a bad omen, throwing ashes off my house. I never saw this. So now I get to come to the event. I load all the clothes in the back of the... You heard about the van I bought to go to L.A. to visit my son? I was supposed to come in it. I go to the car. Everything's loaded. Poor assistant guy with the broken arm. And we're ready to go, boss. Dead battery. We put in a new battery last week. I said, at my stage of life with what I make and all the audience I have, I have a dead battery? I sound like a junkie. Junkies have dead batteries, man. Radio people don't have dead batteries. I had to leave the van in the driveway, I swear to God. Get back in the old three-year-old town car. It got me a thank God for Ford, you know. Yeah, let's hear it for Dorf. Look at these poor people up there. That laser beam up there. You security guys check the berm. And the school depository up there. I got three acts for you. You won't believe it. This is act one, the car. You like it so far? Yeah. I'm out of coffee. I need another sip of coffee. Oh, the coffee girl is here? Oh, the coffee girl is here. Come on, coffee girl. Let's hear it for the coffee girl. I lost my <laughs> Thank you. That's not French champagne. That's coffee in a French champagne bottle. Somebody gave it to me. You'll have to forgive me tonight. If it's in a coffee cup anyway. USA, USA, USA. You know, the people I really feel badly for are the U.S. Marines, what they have to go through. You know, really? How many people agree with me? And I know you do. And it's like an easy shot. Would like to see... Are you like me? I, you know, at the beginning of the war last year, I, I, McClellan is up there in Sacramento, right? That rumble, that low rumble of the B-52, that beautiful throbbing sound of a B-1 in the middle of the night, man. It's better than an orgasm. It is an orgasm. It's what I've been paying taxes for for 40 years. I want to hear the B-1. I want to hear the B-52. I want to hear all the bees. I want to hear them buzzing. And I want to hear those bees buzzing towards Iraq. <laughs> and when those bees are buzzing towards Iraq, I wake up four in the morning and I hear that low throb and I see the men with the coffee and the eyeglasses up there. And they're, they're of all races. They're black, they're white, they're Asian. They're Hispanic, they're in those planes, but they got one thing in common. You know what that is? They're all American. And I want to see those B-1s, B-52s flying over the Fallujah region. And I would like to see the Fallujah area, the Sunni Triangle, leafleted three days in advance saying, your, your time is up to the fat cleric. I want all the men, women, and children out of here because we're going to decimate this area. You've pushed America too far. You've pushed America too far. We got the power and we got the people and people have the will. If the 
goddamn government doesn't have the will. The f-ing people do. I need to take a break. We'll be right back on the Savage Podcast. The Savage Nation. It's Savage on Demand. You're listening to a special replay from a live Savage performance. I am so sick of a weakling government that we have given the power to, the power of the people given to these politicians who don't have the guts to use the power we've given them. We have said to them, we entrust our safety to you. And what are you doing with it? You're sending our men there to die because they're going to fight with the rules of the uh, uh, California Highway Patrol with those rotten bastards who have no rules? Now, did you read what went on in Israel the other day? You won't believe this story. It's exactly what's happening to our boys. The Israelis went in to Gaza, whatever they went in for. A couple of their guys got killed in an armored personnel. That happens in war. But the bastards on the other side wouldn't give back the body parts. They bargained with them. They dangled them in a bag. This sacred religion dangled the body parts. So they sent in another APG to get the body parts. They got blown up. Now, what's going on is crazy by the second. The other side's playing by the rules of an insect. A smart insect, though. This is the interesting thing that you got to understand. If you study nature, you'll find that this has been going on for millions of years of evolution. One organism understands how to defeat the other organism. They find what? The weak spot. If you look at a fight between a certain kind of a scorpion and a tarantula, when I say tarantula, you get like freaked out, right? Big furry thing with legs. None of us would like to take on a tarantula. But there's an insect that's smaller that can kill a tarantula. And you know how she does it? She gets under the tarantula, goes for the weak spot, paralyzes the tarantula, and then lays her eggs in the tarantula while the tarantula's still alive. What am I telling you? We're like a tarantula with a weak spot and they know how to exploit it. And you know what that weak spot is? Liberalism. That's right. I mean, I could, I could move the audience now, but you know I'm telling you the truth. That weak spot is insanity. Liberalism is not a political philosophy. Liberalism is not a political orientation. Liberalism is a mental disorder. When you let your enemy, when you show your enemy your weak spot, and you say, come and sting me, you're telling me that that's not insanity? When Diane Feinstein and Ted Kennedy get up and say, oh, I'm so sorry that we violated the Geneva Convention. Come and screw us over. Here's the opening. Sting us, baby. Guess what the enemy's gonna do? You do it too if you're on the other side. The other side is not stupid. They're gonna exploit it. Why are we letting them exploit it? I don't get it, but they're gonna kill us all. And so I gotta go back to a point that you all responded to, and I'll tell you why. You may not know it, but I know it. In this audience, and I know it, and it's fine. FBI, CIA, DIA, Naval Intelligence, probably Iraqi Intelligence. God bless all of you, I don't care. I want a message sent to the highest office in this government. We the people have given you the power, and we want you to use it. And we want you to use that power. And we don't want any more American boys dying unnecessarily. It's bad enough when they die in the line of combat, but it's a disaster and a heartbreak when they die for nothing because of politically correct constraints put around their throats. So, Mr. Bush, 
Mr. Bush, if you hear me, stop fundraising and start leading. Mr. Bush, stop becoming the fundraiser in chief and become the commander in chief. Our boys need it, but more importantly, we the people need it. We know that we're vulnerable to another attack. You've told us, Tenet has told us, Ashcroft has told us, everyone's told us, expect another attack. Jesus, that's great, isn't it? Expect another attack. Why should we expect another attack? There are ways to stop it. We could stop another attack. We're smart enough to know. And moreover, how many in this audience are armed, not here, but have weapons at home? Why are we not asked to help in the war on terror when we are the potential victims? Well, tell me, can they explain to me why we're not part of the solution? We're sitting here like sheeple. Let me hear a sheeple sound. That's all. What happened? Someone fainted? All right, hold it, what? All right, cut it, what? Get a doctor. Someone got so excited they dropped dead. Hey, what can you do, man? I'm a very exciting guy. Is there a doctor in the house? Someone's having a heart attack. Or did you, did someone get beaten to death there? He's okay now? Oh, he got so excited for my ideas, he fainted, all right. All right, don't worry, he's fine. He was just faking it, he's a liberal looking for sympathy. Just looking for a little sympathy. He's still here. We'll work for oil, this guy. Here's an audience. We are right-wingers, and we vote right. Mr. Bush, you've had rap artists to the White House, Mr. Bush. You've had the Osmonds to the House, junkies, degenerates. But you haven't had any conservative talk show hosts to the White House. But they vote. I got 10 million listeners a week and they all vote. And let me tell you something, Mr. Bush, we're voting for one thing. We want to hear the sound of B-52s. We want to hear the sound of B-1s. And we want to hear them rumbling towards Fallujah. And we want it over with. We cannot take an unrequited Conflict. It's going on and it's going on. How the Israelis have taken this so long without having a national suicide breakdown, I don't know. But they are. We're going to have a national breakdown in this country. You know why? We can't take unresolved conflict forever. We want a resolution to this conflict. We need General Patton. We don't need General Bullshit. We need General Patton, not General Bullshit. And all we're getting is General Bullshit. And the guys over there, they could do the job. You know they can do the job. They could do the job. All right, so to conclude. <laughs> to conclude this particular portion of the evening. It's getting dark enough for me to enjoy myself. I don't like daylight. I've told you that. I have trouble with daylight. For me, it's like the Eugene O'Neill play. It's long day's journey into night. Till darkness falls is an eternity for me. I'm a night person. Are you a night person? And that's the problem I have with California. It's a little dysfunction. I love the outdoors and I bicycle. I try to adapt. But basically, don't work for me. I can't wait till darkness because my mother used to put me to sleep at four o'clock and tell me it was nighttime when it was still daytime. That's the kind of upbringing I had. I'm in the Bronx. 
And I know it's light out, and she's put draws the shades, and she says to me, "It's time to go to sleep." I said, "Why? Get in bed." Time to go to sleep. I said, "Why?" She says, "Nighttime." She made it nighttime. <laughs> God rest her soul. Mom passed in December, and I had my first Mother's Day without her last Sunday. So I didn't have a guilt trip on the phone. All right, so what? I had no one to send the money to. I had no one to send the money to who said, and I said to her, what'd you do for Mother's Day? You know, what do I know? Did you go out? Yeah, where'd you go? I didn't wear. I didn't have it, I missed it. So let's hear it for American moms. They're the greatest. And I think, I think I can get my friend up off the ground. I think I know how to get him off the ground. I think I have the secret way. No, be nice. We're, be nice. We're compassionate conservatives. Oh, good. Evildoers, sir, here's your oil. He says he will work for oil. This guy's really into the act. You talk about the method acting. Here's your oil. That's the cue, by the way. Let's have some bumper music. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Let's get back oh, to the God, show. Board of TV. Let me read. Let me see what's here on my side. I got something I think you're going to be interested in. Heartworm and flea medications delivered to your home, saving you time and money. I do this sometimes in the middle of television. All right, here it is. For those of you who understand the truth, I'm going to read from Isaiah 13. Thank you. And you're not going to believe what you're going to hear in Isaiah 13 compared to this delusional stuff created by madmen on drugs. You're not going to believe it, written thousands of years ago. And it's called The Burden of Babylon. Now, we're in Babylon. You know that, don't you? How many people know that Iraq is Babylon? Well, let's listen to what the prophets had to say about Iraq thousands of years ago. Tell me if you think this is correct. The Burden of Babylon, which Isaiah the son of Amos did see, Set ye up an ensign upon the high mountain, lift up the voice unto them. Wave the hand that they may go into the gates of the nobles. I have called my mighty ones for my anger, even my proudly exulting ones. A tumult in the mountains, like as of a great people. The uproar of the kingdoms of the nations gathered together. The Lord of hosts, the Lord and the host of the battle. Now listen to this, please. They come from a far country from the end of heaven, even the Lord and the weapons of his indignation to destroy the whole earth. Howl ye, for the day of the Lord is at hand. As destruction from the Almighty shall it come. Therefore shall all hands be slack and every heart of man shall melt. And they shall be affrighted, pangs and throes shall take hold of them. They shall be in pain as a woman in travail. They shall be in pain as a woman in travail. They shall look aghast at one another. Their faces shall be aflame. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, cruel and full of wrath and fierce anger. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh. The question to my audience is, 
who is on the receiving side? Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, cruel and full of wrath and fierce anger, to make the earth a desolation, and to destroy the sinners thereof out of it. For the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give their light. The sun shall be darkened in his going forth. That's a nuclear weapon. And the moon shall not cause her light to shine. That's a nuclear weapon. And I will visit upon the world their evil and upon the wicked their iniquity. And I will cause the arrogancy of the proud to cease. And I will lay low the haughtiness of the tyrants. I'll make man more rare than fine gold, even man the pure gold of Ophir. Therefore, I make the heavens to tremble, the heavens to tremble, the heavens to tremble, and the earth shall be shaken out of her place. For the wrath of the Lord and for the day of his fierce anger, and it shall come to pass that as the chaste gazelle and as sheep that no man gathereth, they shall turn every man to his own people and shall flee every man to his own land, every one that is found shall be thrust through and every one that is caught shall fall by the sword their babes also shall be dashed in pieces before their eyes their houses shall be spoiled and their wives ravished i want to pause here i want to tell you something about god that i know god is not a nice guy god is not a peaceful man god is not a peaceful being God is not a politically correct being. God is a vengeful God. God is a vengeful God. And we have a choice in this country right now. The choice is, shall it be Allah or shall it be the God of Jesus and of Abraham and Moses? Who is going to win this battle? What kind of religion teaches people to blow up other people's children? What kind of religion teaches people to, to cut the, uh, the private parts off a woman so she shouldn't have pleasure? What kind of religion teaches people to cut the throat of a man as he screams for his life? I'm so sick and tired of saying we understand that it's a small group of people who have hijacked a great religion. What I'm asking for is the great number of people who have not been hijacked to stand up and tell us that those people have hijacked their religion. What I am waiting for is for the President of the United States to demand the leadership of that great religion to stand up and disavow that throat cutting, the killings, the bombings, the suicide bombings, and the hatred for Christianity and Jews. I am waiting for it, but I think I'm going to wait for it a long, long time because they want the votes. And let me tell you something, I don't need any votes because I'm not running for office. So I'm going to speak like an American. While we are sitting here like good Americans, we're not stupid. What made you come out on this night? What made you come here? Well, you heard Michael Savage uncensored. He would say things that you think, right? Well, what is it that you think is going on in the world? Tell me what you think is going on in the world. You see the vultures circling this great nation, don't you? You see the graves of those who died for us being spit upon by those who want to do to us what was done to them. And let me tell you something. I read this the other night, and it was about the soldiers and the airmen and the naval men who were buried all across Germany, France, the Pacific, who died so I could be here tonight. And I feel strongly about it. I never met them, but I know that I owe my freedom of speech to them. As I know that we owe our safety tonight 
locally to the thin blue line. Let's hear it for the police in the Bay Area. We're going to have a moment of silence for, for Officer Isaac Espinoza, who was gunned down by a rat bastard with an AK-47, uh, and the DA won't pursue the death penalty. Oh, boy. We're going to have a moment of silence for all the men and women who've died in Iraq right here tonight. You're going to pay worship and homage to those people because we're here because of them. But we feel the vultures flying over the conquered pavilion tonight. We understand that we are vulnerable. We understand that the politicians, while wanting to live, don't understand that we do not have the protections that they do. We are scared. There's not a person in this audience who doesn't in his heart of hearts at some time during the day understand how vulnerable we are because of one reason. And that reason is liberalism. I'm very serious. They are going to kill us. They're going to kill us with their stupidity. I have told you that I've studied the insect world. I am a biologist by training. Every animal through millions of years of evolution seeks the other animal's weakness. Guess what our weakness is? What's our soft underbelly? It's one word. Liberalism! And I'm telling you that unless we turn the tide, we're going to die. There are very small numbers of them floating around us, but they know how to strike us. And every time we see the truth, they scream racism. They scream uh, uh, racism over and over again. Now, <clears throat> in San Francisco, Officer Espinosa, you know the case? Ye yell out if you do. All right, how many members of this audience are with the San Francisco Police Department? None. No? All right, good. How many cops are in this audience to begin with? Stand up. Let's have a round of applause for our officers. Come on. I need my hat. Let me have my hat. We'll be back with more in just a minute. Home of Borders. Language. Culture. The Savage Nation. Let's get back to this live show. I know when I walk the streets of San Francisco, which I do at night, when I walk the streets, I know that there's a thin blue line between me and the enemy. That thin blue line is called a Beretta. It's a blue, it's a blue Beretta. But there's the cops that I hang out with. I like to have a, you know, talk with the guys in the street. They tell me what's really going on. How many people in this audience are active military. Would you please stand up? We want to give you a round of applause. Come on. Don't be shy. Come on. Give it to them. Stand up and be counted. <clears throat> and I want to do something that I really feel is very important. And that is pay respect to those who've died so that we can be here tonight. Those fallen in previous conflicts and those dying in Iraq because of the weakness of our politicians. So I would like you to all stand, please.
It's real. It's real. It's real. It's real. It's not television. It's not television. It's not television. We're facing a very dangerous future. We have two parties. And I don't know which one represents America, to be honest with you. Which one is more concerned about my safety, to be honest with you. I think it's the Republicans, but I can't be sure. I don't hear enough of it. The other night on my radio show, I had a very good U.S. Senator. Did anyone hear it? The guy from Oklahoma? He was good. Now, that was the beginning of the turnaround. He said the things that needed to be said. And maybe if one speaks, two will speak. But you are the people that are like the pebbles in a calm stream. Have you ever gone to a calm pond and thrown a pebble in it or a creek? Have you ever seen the ripples that go out there? Something you can do to help save this country. It's very trivial, but it's very powerful. If you will speak to your friends, and I do something weird. People don't even know me. I speak out everywhere. If you talk, <laughs> wherever you are, check out. Can I help you? Can I help you? Uh, you know that? Well, they cut that bird's head off the other day, man. That was terrible. Everything you say spreads out like that ripple in the compound. You throw a pebble and it spreads. Look what happened to the two teachers. They played that, that uh, sound of Mr. Berg's head being cut off by the people from the religion of peace. Yeah. As they're cutting a head off in the name of, you're not supposed to hear the relationship to the religion because it's only a few people, even though they've been doing it for a thousand or more years as an expert told me. Thousand or more years they've been cutting heads off people in the name of their God. I don't understand it. I thought it's a religion of peace. Truthfully, I don't understand. I don't get it. They're cutting off heads for a thousand years, that's all. We're supposed to hear it's an aberrant group. We'll hunt them down. We'll bring them to justice. Yeah, right. Yeah, we'll bring them to justice, sure. Yeah, who's going to bring them to justice? Yeah, right. They'll bring them to justice. Okay. The B1, the B1, we need the B. Are there any religious people in this audience? Come on, don't be sh Oh my God. Now I have a question for you and it's a dead straight question. Did I offend you with any of the dirty words? Yes, okay, I'm, I didn't mean to. You know, because God was a passionate God, he was earthy. This is the thing people don't understand. God wasn't like sterile. He didn't want people to be like sterile. We, they like with the sheets with one hole in it. They didn't want that. The original thing was very lusty. I don't know if you understand that. I don't mean with everybody, but the original thing was he knew we were animals. God knew we were animals. We're wild animals inside. Am I right or wrong? Are you a wild animal inside? Come on. Savages and savagettes, stop the crap. Show me your wild inside. <laughs> what I'm getting at is don't be afraid of your passion. Speak out wherever you are. Talk out wherever you go. You don't have to yell like a lunatic, but you can talk about it. If I go on a supermarket line and I see like the National Enquirer, the world, <laughs> ooh, the IQ goes down 40, 50 points, and you talk about it on the line, people will hear you. I'm serious, you have no idea who's listening to you. If you talk about it wherever you go, PTA meetings, just talk about it nicely. You don't have to yell and scream. You don't have to be like me. Talk about it. Say what, I went out for dinner the other night, and I'm in a restaurant with my nice family, Thai food, you know, and we're just eating. So in the middle of like the first thing that the, the, for whatever comes out, I said, that was terrible as I'm eating the, the beef. I meant it, what they did to Mr. Berg. Dad, don't, don't say that. Don't talk about it, we're eating. 
So I took a bite and I kept talking about it. I decided the hell with it. I'll keep. Well, you should have seen the faces I got in San Rafael, California, talking about reality. They don't want to hear it. Now, two teachers in San Diego. You heard what happened? Yes or no? They dared play the sound of the head being cut off by the practitioners of the religion of peace. The two teachers were suspended. Why did they run that? They ran it so the children could understand that we're facing an enemy that may want to destroy them. And you know, all the years, I have nothing against Little League, even though I hate the sounds as it come, they come emanating into my home and disturb me. I have nothing against the batting and the screaming and the ball. And I see little boys running around in striped uniforms like their dads, and I realize it's very American. I realize the enemy is training them with rifles, <laughs> jumping over things with dynamite. <laughs> Who's gonna win this war? Take me out to the ball game, <laughs> or the other guy. I mean, that's the problem. Why are we putting our children in some kind of militant training? I keep asking myself we're in very dangerous times why are we not training our children a little more you know macho what's wrong with this country I ask myself should we have more macho training or less more come on the boys need it Thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed and learned something from it. And I want to remind you of something that I think is important for you to know. We have over 280 Savage Nation podcast episodes available to you absolutely free. I'll say that again. You can go back into this vast library of over 280 episodes and listen to any one of them or several of them at your leisure. So you never have to be without the Savage Nation. Thank you very much for listening.